0: Tick season can hit hard, causing issues for livestock and companion animals alike. Your nearest Sioux Nation location has the products you need to keep the creepy crawlers off your critters. Hi folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. Now today on the show, we are talking to Dan Dale with Advanced Sunflower over in here on South Dakota. Now Advanced Sunflower specializes in edible sunflower and bird food products. Now it's really great to have you here today, Dan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, you know what? I want to start with is my first question. Did you bring any sunflower seeds in for us to sample? Well,
1: if you give me your address, I can. Yeah. Sure <laughs> there we go. Sent to you.
0: <laughs> well, I tell you what. I, I usually leave the bird food for the birds. But uh, now I've been told now your company's been for 50 years. You've been in the sunflower industry. Now, how was the company founded, and who founded the company?
1: Well, actually, I've. I started in Sunflowers in 1993, Mm -hmm. and I've got a right-hand man that uh, has been with me for 16 years now. His name is Jared Graff. He's our plant manager, does the purchasing and the sales and just about anything uh, that's needed of him. And then we also have Josh Bovet in our operations. He runs the plant and you know, makes things happen. He's been at it for 12 years. And then I've got Devin Glass is our manager at Redfield, South Dakota, at our plant there. And he and I have been working together on and off, but since 1993. We we acquired that plant in Redfield from the entity that he was working for back then. Uh, We acquired it in 2013, and he's been running that one for us ever since. The, the plant was, you know, the company was formed, Advanced Sunflower was actually formed in 2010. And then we started operations in May of, of 2011. So we've been, we're coming up on our 10 year anniversary now. And, uh, we're thinking about having a grand opening at the same time we celebrate our 10-year anniversary because we never got around to that yet. We've
0: been too busy working. So like all together then, that's where all of your experience is like 50 years of combined experience in the sunflower industry. That's a lot of knowledge you guys have there.
1: Yeah, we're pretty fortunate. You know, we've, we've kind of learned a lot of what we know the hard way. There, there isn't a lot of uh, there's no sunflower school. And, you know, we don't just bring in sunflowers and clean them and ship them out the door. We bring them in, we clean them and size them, and then we take some and de them to make the kernels. Another type of sunflower is the large in-shell, gets processed and sized and roasted. And so there's we have like 200 different motors and machines in our plant. You know, if you can imagine the, all the different processes that we put these things through, it's pretty extensive. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of experience and it takes hard knocks, I guess. And, you know, you pick up knowledge along the way and sometimes those are the, the lessons you learn the best.
0: Yeah, I could believe that. You would have so many different types of products. I mean, just as a general overview, what are some of the different types of products that you guys would create with the sunflowers?
1: Well, our main goal here is, you know, we process edible sunflowers for human consumption, but the the byproducts that we generate, about 50% of what we process ends up going into bird food. So we make uh, the, you know, we strive to make sunflower kernels for salad bars and cookies and, you know, snack mixes and that type of thing. And then we also do large in-shell sunflowers that that go on to be roasted. So the smaller product, when when we de the sunflowers to make the kernels, end up making four different types of sunflower chips that go to bird seed. We have medium chips, fine chips, select chips, and uh, coarse chips. So they all end up going into bird food. And then we also have the smaller seeds that end up in in-shell bird food. So we're, we're doing uh, several different products on that side. And then on the in-shell side, we've got the great big jumbo seeds that we export to other countries and most people outside the u.s eat sunflowers one at a time they they take their fingers and they they take the seed and crack it between their teeth and then they eat the meat out of the seed and throw the shell away and then they grab another one that's how they do it really so they like the the biggest longest sunflower seeds they can get their hands on
0: and then uh People
1: in the U.S., of course, we eat them differently. We throw a handful in our
0: mouth. Yeah, we, we, just, we just put them under our lip, you know, like, a, well, like a dip to be, you know, a little bit coarse perhaps and then pick them one at a time.
1: Yeah, and I've traveled to several countries around the world. And, you know, when uh, somebody offers you a sample of sunflower seeds and you throw a handful of, in your mouth, they look at you like, what planet are you from? You know, they, they normally just eat them one at a time. And they're pretty fast at it, too. That's, it, it's amazing how fast they
0: can mow through those seeds. Huh, and they're cracking them between their front teeth or their back teeth? or
1: Yeah, yeah, their front two teeth. And, you know, I've even seen some, some people that have a groove worn in their teeth from cracking sunflower seeds and,
0: you know, believe it or
1: not, watermelon seeds, oh, pumpkin seeds.
0: Really? Yeah, and you can tell they're a real seed connoisseur. They probably be the type that, you know, while well, some of us need a wine sommelier, they must need a seed sommelier, I guess. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe something that would be uh, intriguing for our listening audience is some of these byproduct uses that you've touched on. Now, some of the stuff that you have, I mean, obviously there are some times where shells are left over from the dehauling process. So when did you think maybe we could have another use for these dehauled shells?
1: Well, you know, when we first started cracking the seeds open... We didn't have a market for our hulls, and it's amazing how many hulls we generate to make a load of sunflower kernels. But as you can imagine, these things are light and fluffy, and they're, they take up a lot of space. But we didn't know what to do with them. Well, we started calling people that are feeding cows or raising turkeys, and you know, pretty soon we we had a load going here and a load going there, and. It turns out that over the years, we've gotten a lot of customers that buy our sunflower hulls for turkey bedding. And, you know, they work, uh, a lot of people around this area are using shavings, wood shavings. We're finding that if you mix sunflower hulls with wood shavings, you get about twice the life out of your bedding. In a, in a typical basis, the, the wood shavings are costing about 2500 to $3,000 for a big semi-load. And our sunflower hulls are about a thousand dollars delivered, wow. generally, depending on how far away you are. So when you put them, when you mix them half and half with shavings, you get twice the life out of your bedding, and you cheapen your cost by almost two thirds. And uh, and then it just you know the bedding stays fluffier longer, and it works really good. It's uh, they soak up a lot of moisture as you you know in a turkey barn type setting. Then, of course, you you spread it on your field and it makes great fertilizer.
0: I suppose it takes up all that N from the manure and just holds it right in the bedding itself. Yeah.
1: So, you know, we're doing some samples for feed value on the hulls. And uh, oh, I forgot to mention, we do dry the sunflowers before we crack them open. So they're 7% moisture roughly. So, you know, it's a really dry product. So it's very good at soaking up turkey litter. You know, the other thing that we're doing is finding that there's some feed value in these hulls. We can't get all of the sunflower particles out of the hulls in our process, so there's still some leftover feed value in there, and it's not that far from hay. Like if you were to go out and bale up a field of uh, grass hay, sunflower hulls are very similar in, you know, a little bit less feed value, but... One thing about them, if we deliver a a semi-load to your farm and you mix them in with your feed ration, you don't have to pay somebody to grind your hay. You don't have to go out in the field, bale up the hay,
0: haul it to your farm, stack it up, and then pay somebody to come in and grind it for you. It's just already in a pile right there, ready to just drop into the mixer wagon with your loader bucket.
1: Yep. And, uh, you know, it, it isn't feed value like corn, of course, or soybeans and that, but It's got a really good, it's got some fat in it. And it, you know, some guys now today are trying to slow down their beef cattle, their gain a little bit, as opposed to pushing them really hard, like, you know, like when the market's really good. So we've got a really cheap feed source to cheapen up the cost of the ration. And it also, if you feed three to four pounds a day, it kind of slows those critters down a little bit. So they're, they're not going off to market. Until the market gets a little better later in the year, you know, we're all kind of thinking the same there. The, once the virus gets in check, then uh, people are going to go to restaurants and start eating more beef and more turkey and, and whatnot. So it's a good feed source for uh, the time being, and it's very, very cost effective.
0: Well, Dan, this is a highly intriguing conversation and something that I think most of us didn't really think about when we passed those sunflower fields out West River.
1: Yeah, a lot of people, you know, they like to take pictures in the field or look at, you know, when they're blooming, and people come from all over the country to see that. In fact, they email us all the time. They want to know, when can I see a blooming field of sunflowers? You know, there's a there's some feed value left over after we get done taking the human consumption and the bird food out of it. And Another product we have here, too, is sunflower screenings, and that's got a much higher feed value to it. In fact, I my daughter's feeding some cattle now and we just got done grinding 50% corn and 50% sunflower screenings and these things are they have a relative feed value of 361 is the relative feed value so you know, and the cows love it. It Somehow it has a taste that they like, and they come back, and, you know, they're doing really well on it, so.
0: That's just fascinating. Yeah, we're,
1: you know, we're just trying to get the word out a little bit, and, you know, maybe we can take a byproduct and save some producers a little money out there, and
0: it's a win-win. So if guys are interested in raising sunflowers, or they're currently raising sunflowers and like to work with you, is there a way they can do that?
1: Yeah, we're, we're out contracting right now for both the de-hulling type seeds that we call con oils. We got that, those priced at 26 cents or $26 per hundredweight delivered to Huron. And we've got an act of God contract. So if the producer has a, a crop failure due to drought or hail or windstorm or something, they don't have to deliver on our contract. They just let us know that they lost their crop and we don't make them go out and buy it on the open market like they do in the corn and bean game. So, so we have, $26 per hundredweight active god contracts on con oils. And then we have $0.31 cent or thirty-one dollars per hundredweight on confectionery sunflowers delivered to Huron. And, uh, you know, it's a really drought-tolerant crop. Sunflowers have a taproot that goes down up to seven feet. Mm. And they can reach moisture and nutrients in the ground that other crops can't get to. So it works really good in a rotation, and there's, uh, you know, a lot of times there's nutrients, nitrogen and phosphorus and, you know, the potash and that, that leaches down in the soil. And these sunflowers will go after that as well as water, and they also break up the hard pan in your soil. So they, they're a, they have a lot of benefits in the rotation. And uh, this year, it looks pretty dry out there. So a lot of producers are pretty excited about growing some sunflowers, you know, because you got that act of God and you got a good price contract. And we're projecting revenues up to $250 an acre net revenue on
0: the crop this year. We've got the highest prices we've had in years. That's a very interesting point, and I'm really glad that you put that out there for our listening audience. And I guess with that, is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, you know, we didn't talk about—we also make a product here. uh,
1: We're we're cooperating with the Wild Dutchman Group. Wild Dutchman sunflower seeds, I've been told, are are the best seeds on the market. So if you get a chance to stop in your local sea store, you can buy some of our edible product that was raised in South Dakota— cleaned and sized in Huron and roasted either in Huron or up in Mound City. And uh, I got to tell you a story about the Wild Dutchman, mm-hmm. where that name came from.
0: It sounds like it should be a good one.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a family up by Mound City, South Dakota, which, you
0: know,
1: maybe some people know where it's at. It's up there by Selby, north mm-hmm. of Selby.
0: I've been to Mound City a time or two.
1: Okay. So there's a guy by the name of Wayne Vanderlaan,
0: and when he was a young man, he's in his
1: 80s now, so he's settled down a little bit, but when he was a younger man, he picked up this nickname, the Wild Dutchman, and some, you know, 50-some years later, he was looking for some sunflower seeds, because they were, you know, the cattle markets weren't that good, farming wasn't that good, and they were fixing cars on the side. They were trying to make ends meet on the farm. So they're driving to the cities from Mound City to Minneapolis on a regular basis to get parts to fix these cars. And they were eating sunflower seeds to stay awake. Of they work all day, drive half the night, and then you get sleepy, you know. So they're eating these sunflower seeds. And you know, Wayne kind of, kind of got to the point, him and Toby, where their mouth got sore from eating too many sunflower seeds to try to stay awake. So they, they came up with another recipe that has a lot less salt in it. Hmm. And it's it's been kind of a hit with a lot of folks around the country. And, you know, these seeds are really gaining popularity because you can eat them and eat them and eat them, and they don't make your mouth sore.
0: That's a pretty big deal because that's something that I've noticed with sunflower seeds quite a bit.
1: Yeah. So, the you know, this wild Dutchman, Wayne Vanderlaan, he, uh, he came up with a great idea, and his son Toby was— uh, had been working on these for years and years and we were selling the, the sunflower seeds to them and then next thing you know they couldn't meet the demand because people wanted them so much and you know we kind of got into a partnership with them and now we're roasting some of them right in here on and they're still doing it out on the farm there too it's Toby and Shelby Vanderlaan yeah it's a really great product
0: so if you get a chance you see it in the C store and give it a try Well, Dan, thank you very much for sharing this with us today. This is a very interesting conversation and kind of a neat little byproduct that's out there for a lot of our producers, both on the cattle side as well as on the poultry side. And thank you very much to our listening audience out there for taking the time to stop by. Y'all take care, folks.